Welcome to my basement, everybody. Very, very cool show for you today. Scott Jones is here. How you doing, pal? Hey, Vic. I parked in the driveway. I hope that you don't need to get your car Well, out. it's better than on the grass. Yeah, last time was on the grass. Yeah, that that, that didn't go over But well, I know man. you like when I park on the street, you know, when I don't block the dumpster, because last time I blocked the dumpster, your yeah. mother gave me so much hell for that. Yeah, she hates that. She needs to uh, get to the garbage easily at all times. I wish she was nicer. Yeah. She doesn't like you. Listen, once again, we're not alone down here in the basement. Today, no. we have a special guest. We have the lead on a new, a new game that you can download for PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. Just, uh, Xbox, just Live Arcade. Xbox Live Arcade because Microsoft smartly took the publishing rights on this one. It's called Mark of the Ninja and Nels Anderson. You're the lead designer on the game. Yes, yes, yes indeed. Uh, this is a fucking incredible game. <laughs> Scott and I have both been having a blast with this sucker. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. No, we're like completely staggered by the response really like we were like i was saying uh, like we were happy with the thing we put together but we weren't really expecting everyone to like it but it seems that they do <laughs> are you just looking at uh, metacritic and just just basking in the glow of i mean what is it right I now mean, where does it stand don't pretend you don't know i know no you don't. I, I know i know um it's i think unless it's been updated it's 89 what? Uh, yeah. Not Bravo. high enough. Not <laughs> high enough. We, we need a sound effect for a round of applause. Here it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. No, I mean, and again, there's numbers, whatever. But that does yeah. make it the second highest rated XBLA game of the year. That's one point behind Trials Evo. That's um, very nice. So that's kind of cool. That's very nice. Yeah, no, I, I am uh, seeing all kinds of people tweet about it. Yeah. People uh, chagrined and disappointed that Microsoft isn't doing a better job of telling people about the game on the front page of Xbox uh, Live. I'm sure there's some joke about a ninja to make there, but... It, well, it seems I'll crazy. It <laughs> Does that bug the shit out of you guys when you build something and you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into it and it's then you can't find it? That we was saw that in Indie Game, Indie right? Game or yeah. Indie Game, the movie, yeah. where that was really uh, articulated well, I think, when you see these guys start up the machine and just wait and see for... They're waiting for Super Meat Boy to show up, yeah. and it's mm. nowhere to be found. Yeah, well, did, I remember that, Did yeah. you guys have a moment like this? Um... I don't know a little bit like I think I think it is it is the case that Microsoft didn't really like we certainly weren't expecting this I don't think they were either yeah. and in the game I mean technically it's only been out for three days and obviously no one's working on the weekend right right so it's hard to say they might be like oh Oh, right. Well, maybe we should trump it. Because, I mean, like, obviously, they did publish it. Like, yeah, they care about it. They're it's their success it. as much as ours in a way, right? right so yeah. it's like, I'm I'm sure they would want to, like, trump it that more. It's just probably many forces have to be aligned. No, they got to throw in the, uh, the Justin uh, Timberlake in time promo in there. It's really important <laughs> that that terrible movie gets some more recognition. I, I, I saw you can buy Snow White and the Hunter on Zoom. There you That's, go. That's awesome. You know, Good one to thing know. I don't understand <laughs> is when you do, and maybe you can explain this, but whenever I play any of these games like Dead, Deadlight from Tequila Works, which yeah. was another Xbox Live exclusive. Love that one, too. Uh, I did. Yeah, I love that one, too. But, you know, Microsoft gets their credit at the start of the game, and Clay gets their credit, Clay Entertainment. Like, what what role does Microsoft play uh, in bringing this out? I mean, what, mm -hmm. what do they? I mean, what do they change about the game before it comes to well, market? They pay for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, do, they do. They do pay for it. Uh, <laughs> that's a non-trivial contribution. Um, and then beyond that, like it was actually, I mean, it was actually really good working with like all the Microsoft Game Studios people. Like our our producer on their side was just like 
super supportive and awesome. Like we never got any like, you know, thinly veiled creative suggestions, right? It was just like, they sort of knew what we wanted to do from the outset and they were just kind of cool with it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, obviously they, they do provide like a ton of resources for like localization and QA testing and stuff like that. Something that's like actually really valuable and we as a really small company don't have easy access to. Sure, fair enough, yeah. Um, and that's so expensive, that's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the clay model now, you've got a stealthy ninja game, mm -hmm. which feels a little bit like a cross between Shinobi and Metal Gear Solid to me, I could, and which is just a genius idea <laughs> and it seems so permanent. It seems like this like, yeah. this concept has existed in games forever, but it's never been realized like right. this before. Yeah. Is Clay kind of, uh, you know, modeling this sort of cool animation, sort of anime vibe with super hyper, you know, hyper violence? Is that sort of <laughs> your distinction as a studio? Um, I mean, I'd say it's probably more the animation than the, the hyper-violence, really. I mean, yeah. technically, you can get all the way through Ninja without killing anybody, right. but I think that's pretty cool. That's my next goal, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah but I'm going but, home to do but that But we today. saw it's you guys easy. get pretty brutal in Shank and Shank 2, oh, yeah. and you're getting pretty brutal in oh, this yeah. game. I, you yeah. know, I actually yeah. felt like they could have gone a step further with this one. I know whenever you grab a guard, you have a yeah. couple of different animations that start up, depending on where your ninja is standing in relation to the guard. You'd like to see more blood spray? I, you know, like when he, <laughs> when he pushes the guard down, and he raises his knife and brings it down, he yeah. looks like he's more like clubbing the guy rather than taking his head off and after playing shank i just kept expecting like whoosh you know yeah, like yeah, a geyser yeah. of blood to come out and and i kind of you know i kind of i kind of felt like you guys were pulling back on What's some rating things on mark it's it's still M. It's still yeah, M. Yeah. yeah, you can't yeah. have that much gore without picking up an M. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you uh, take it a couple notches back? From yeah, Shank? I mean, it, it was it was a bit well, like I mean, there there were kind of two fronts there, right? Is yeah. that like one? Obviously, there's kind of a tonal thing where it's about like precision and not like yeah. unbridled rage. Yeah, it's right. more cerebral right. than yeah. Shank for sure. <laughs> so there's a funny story about that as well. Remind me about cerebral. But um, I mean, the other thing is that like we did just want to set it apart because obviously like Ninja Gaiden is a very big signpost in terms of like pop culture and yes. ninja in games, right? Yeah. But we want to be like. Well, it's not. This like, doesn't feel anything like Ninja exactly. Gaiden. And we wanted to make sure that was clear. Maybe the old eight-bit one, maybe the uh, the old yeah. side-scrolling one, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we wanted to make sure that like people didn't see just like a little bit of like crazy ultra violence and think, oh, it's like Ninja. It's it's just like you know the the Team Ninja Ninja Gaidens, but in two yeah. D. We want to make sure that like it's definitely it's not that game at right. all. Yes, and that was that was part of it as well. Is there? Um you, do you, do you, uh, you know, right away when you see the word ninja, have mm -hmm. an idea, I think, a, a, as a game consumer, were you guys sort of cognizant of this, that there's an expectation or there is a, uh, uh, you know, resistance to go down that road again because they've it's played... It's so cliche, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just like, yeah. you want to make a game about zombies and right. ninjas right. and, we you know, ninja Nazis. Zombie games. <laughs> that would be amazing. Ninjas well, I mean, zombie ninjas. Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is kind of true, but there really are only, like, two big ninja franchises, right? There's, yeah. there's like, Ninja Gaiden and Tenchu, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, as compared to like there are 50 billion bloody zombie games now so right. it's like it's not it feel I think it feels more played out than That's it actually true. is why do we think that yeah. why do we feel I, like there are more it's a ninja big games word. than there actually are it's a are. big word yeah. it comes with so much expectation there's been so many cool interpretations of it in yeah. other media that you think oh my god are, are, are we brave enough to go and build a ninja game. Right. Yeah. It's like, but actually there aren't actually that many. And the thing yeah. is like, I, more than anything else, like, I just wanted to make an awesome stealth game, right? Yeah. But like, as, you know, what is, what is, what is an ideal fictional construct for making a stealth game? Well, a ninja, right? Because it like affords being clever and fast and sneaky and all that. And you don't have to have some complicated backstory with, you know, the psychic commandos or whatever. It's just like, boo, ninja, done. Yeah. Like ideally, if you can get past the ultra violence action game thing, it's like people's expectations are, properly calibrated, right? Yeah. So then it's like, well, you kind of know how a ninja ought to behave, yeah. so just do that. <laughs> it's such a frustrating thing because when you do make a ninja game, and I'm going to speak as the Tenchu expert here, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, 
there's a lot of waiting involved. There's a lot of observation. And that's really what made me fall in love with the stealth genre and made me fall in love with Metal Gear yeah. as well. Was was It was more about looking and watching and observing what people were doing and then making decisions yeah. from there. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's got to be a fine line for you guys to walk, especially in the year 2012. And you look at the Tenchu games, they're, they're dated now. There was a long time ago when we used to have more time on our hands to spend to well. watch people. But to, <laughs> to force us to sit there and watch a guard go this way and then that way and watch a dog go well, they never, your moment. they never got past their primitive kind of take on, on 3D sort of, uh, you know, movement. You know, it, it's just, it's always been a clunky series, but it worked all right on the PlayStation 1. I think when you limit it to a two-dimensional scroll like you guys have mm-hmm. here... Uh, it gives you a little more control over all of that. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is like there's pressure to make it all action. Right. And the fact right. that you guys pulled back and said, no, you can actually ghost your way through this whole game. No one will see you. You can get through the whole level that way and not spill any blood. I, and I think that's that's, that's a really amazing. bold design yeah. choice yeah. in this age that we live Kojima's in. Kojima's going to love that. Of, of <laughs> shooting, of headshots and, and violence and constant stimulation and people who are distracted with Twitter and Facebook yeah. to just make people wait and say, wait, and good things will happen. Yeah. That is bold. That yeah. is a bold well, design choice. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is is that it's really easy to, con- to confuse, like, what's actually interesting about stealth games with kind of, like, the trappings of them. So, mm-hmm. like, stealth games, to me, at least, they're interesting because they're games about, like, intentional play and player-centric systems, right? Where it's, like, the game... Like, I, I think of the gameplay flow as most char- of most character-based action-adventure games. It's all about push, right? You walk into some new space, some encounters get pushed upon you. Like, it's always about succeeding on the design designers of the game's terms, right? Yeah. Um, stealth games are kind of different. They're kind of more, like, strategy games really is that their games about pull like there's all these systems because it's a stealth game so the world fundamentally doesn't know where you are yeah so they have all these systems in the world that are just kind of you know clicking and whirring along on their it's own a way yeah it's a puzzle game but with not like it's not like find the right key for the lock right no. it's like here's all your this is why stealth games are interesting to me is yeah. that like here's all your tools here's all these systems you may understand now approach it as you see fit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, that's why stealth games are interesting. It's not necessarily like the hiding in a bush or the waiting for a guy to walk past a thing or whatever. It's like, well, that's interesting because it's a manifestation of these like independent systems that are operating outside of the player. Yeah. But it's not like the waiting isn't the interesting part, right? It's like those player-centric but separate systems that are interesting. Well, it's the slowing so down and experiencing the details and yeah. paying attention to what you as designers and uh, you know as level designers have kind of put into the environment and put into the AI and sort of following the the paths and understanding Hmm. where these characters are going to go and then taking the right moment and and striking at the right moment. You know what I'm a little worried about? We've had a couple of guests here in the basement before. Our last guest was Dan Sochan from United Front, who makes Sleeping Dogs, obviously. What are we going to do if we have a guest in here whose game we don't like? (laughs) Well, that'll never happen. Chain them to the wall. It'll it'll never happen. We we have have a rule. (laughs) We're creating our first rule in the next basement. Because I can't pretend. You know I'm not a good actor. We're not acting. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, the, the other thing that makes this really work for me, and I feel like all we're doing is this is like a hand job and a rub down. <laughs> this is going to be what the podcast is. Are you enjoying this so far? <laughs> in this yeah. gross, how dank it, basement. How does it feel? <laughs> Do you like, uh, like the decor? Every uh. level feels so focused on an activity, like in one level in particular, and it's a bit of a spoiler, so if you haven't played the game and you're really into the plot, you might want to turn away. But it's about you have to go to this basement and set off this gas leak mm. and then go through the level opening vents so you can spread the gas 
gas through the whole building and then set the fucking building on fire. And it feels like <laughs> there's a logic to this game that I feel like I'm missing from games. Right. There's a there's a physical a physical logic. Huh. There's a there's a there's there's a, a way that things are unfolding and proceeding that really for a two D game I think is amazing. That's cool. Yeah. No, I I spent a lot of time building that level. <laughs> so that's cool. I'm I'm glad that it feels that way. Like it, it was definitely intended to be like a little bit more tangible I guess or purposeful does the 2d level design kind of help with that because it feels to me uh, that it, it gets away from people when you open the world and you can go in every direction like Deus Ex was an incredible game I think they, that team just did an amazing job but right. because they give you so many ways mm -hmm. to work your way through that experience you can avoid a lot of stuff or miss a lot of stuff right whereas a game like this you know, which harkens back to the classic game design of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the 90s and the, and the 80s even, uh, you're kind of sort of led down a path in a way that mm -hmm. sort of, you, it's easier to see yeah, the, the choices that you're supposed to take. Yeah, no, I mean, the being in side-scrolling 2D, that, since it is a little bit more abstract, like you're not embodied in a character the way if it's like first person where you're literally looking through someone else's eyes or yeah. even like third person, it feels more connected there. So yeah. since it is just 2D, 2D side-scrolling, yeah. it does feel a little bit more abstract and we can kind of utilize that appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, it, it's probably, it's, it's, it's certainly the case that we have a bit more freedom there. Actually building the spaces that are interesting and useful in 2D was, was not, not easy, easy at yeah. all. Especially with, you know, a smaller budget and less yeah. resources, less people. Were there some uh, spaces or levels or ideas that you guys decided not to put in or things that got left behind? Can you just give us a couple of examples? Lots. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing is that like uh, some of the, some of the, the late game abilities, um, like we tried again, spoiler territory. Um, like you get actually, how far have you guys played? I don't want to uh, accidentally I'm spoil on, you guys. I'm on the last. Uh, I'm like okay, two hours. I just started a level where they said it. we're here, we're at the very end. Yeah, yeah so, okay, okay, yeah. I know where you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, basically, it's uh, yeah, you get the ability to do like a kind of like a very short range teleport thing, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like a blink. Mm -hmm. um, initially, when we first implemented that, it was way more brawlery, like it was it was very spastic, um, and it felt it felt and looked great. But the problem was, it, it completely undercut like all the sneakiness. You could you could just blow past basically anybody. <laughs> it was really easy to fight dudes, and it just totally sucked. Right. So we're like, okay, well, we don't we don't want to do that i'm like oh i kind of like my teleport but then we tried uh this time stop thing that was initially it was uh it was time so it's just like you hit the button and then everything stops moving aside, aside from your character obviously right um and that also totally sucked <laughs> because like we want we didn't want it to be that like you're not oh, a superhero yeah, yeah. Well, i mean there's certainly that yeah and the fiction kind of justifies why the teleport thing is not actually like a supernatural teleport right um but the uh, yeah with the time something it was just like oh you get some encounter you push the button and then you complete it and then it's done it's like well that's lame because it's just like get to this place push the button but if it's not like mandatory like you have to use it it almost was always the case that like if you did use it it was an instant win button anyway right, right. <laughs> so we ended up going back to the original blink but kind of making it a bit more slow and deliberate and it seems like that was the secret sauce. And it's like, well, I mean, hindsight, 2020, whatever, but it's like, well, of course, like the watchwords for the bloody game are be deliberate, be precise. It's like, well, why didn't we just do that in the first place? <laughs> Tell us about the design uh, at the earliest stages, like how far into, sh were you already working on Shank 2 or Shank 1? When, um, when did this start coming together? Yeah, so we started basically March, 2011. Um, okay. I actually didn't work uh, on Shank uh, at all. At the time I was over at Hothead Games um, working on Death Bank, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, but then I came back basically like Jamie like the the game was signed to Microsoft by like a pitch video. It, it wasn't like actual gameplay. It was like a, a, you know a simulated mock-up of what gameplay would be like. Um, and I Jamie showed me that that video and I was like 
uh, yeah, I'd make, I'd make that. I'd make that for sure. <laughs> so I came back basically to do Ninja. Um, like this I did, is Jamie I, Chang. He's Jamie the, Chang, the founder yeah, of the, Clay. Yeah. The guy that owns Clay. Yeah. Um, I did like, you know, a month of level design concepts on Chang too, but it was really just like all Ninja all the time. Um, okay. So we started in March 2011. Um, and for the first nine months, yeah, like it was a much smaller group of people. It was like seven people. And then we basically doubled that when Chang 2 wrapped. Um, and it was just a lot of experimentation and trying stuff and throwing stuff out. Mm. And the, <laughs> the game was so shitty for so long. <laughs> like, like, there was definitely a point where we were all just like, oh, God, is this thing ever not going to be terrible? Like, is Microsoft going to pull the plug on this? <laughs> like, there was the, probably a good month where we were all convinced that Microsoft was going to ax it. Convinced. Do you guys use Amazing. stick figures? <laughs> oh. no, no one really, you never really hear this. Yeah. Guys, like, you, you see, what you see is the final product, yeah. which is so polished yeah. and so great and so much fun, but you don't hear the, the insecure moments, these guys when they're sure. Especially in that amount of speed, too, right? Yes. Not very long. Yes. No, it was you like know? a year and a half. It really was not, especially yeah. given the, the size of the game and how many people we had, it's yeah. really not that much time at yeah, all. seriously. I mean, how does, how does the art come together? because it is very intricate there's lots of layers yep. and lots of depth do you guys have a lot of art to work with as you're designing or is um, it stick figures and blocks i mean how do you put it all together oh yeah so initially because thankfully we were we were building on top of the tech for that already existed for shank yeah. obviously it was heavily modified right yeah. um, with the light and darkness and the enemy's perception and, models and using and all flash that. to kind of do some animation and yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. character constructs and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But because it was building on the Shank tech, we could kind of just sort of use Shank stuff as as the engine changes were being made and as the new art was being made. Yep. And the truth is is like all of our animators are are so good and so fast that we were like never really blocked waiting for stuff. Mm. It was just sort of like we kind of had everything, especially as far as the player character animations were concerned, like cuz obviously that's the stuff you want to get up and running and going yeah. as fast as possible right? right as far as that stuff concerned, like it just it just came online like it was never a point where i was like oh i'd really want to try out this ability but it's not going to be done animation wise for a week it was it, no the turnaround is amazing which is what 3d design is quite a bit isn't it i mean yeah. you end up doing a lot of x's and o's and a lot of just sort of placeholder stuff in mm-hmm. 3d but i guess you guys have assets that you can tweak and work yeah. with and start tinkering with pretty early on pretty yeah we can get that stuff online like pretty darn fast that's awesome um, no. yeah no it's it's pretty fantastic <laughs> uh, there are uh dogs in the game and i'm assuming yes. some some clay uh employees are dog owners and uh, myself which is why you don't really kill the dogs well, that's right you can eviscerate every human being in the yep. game but if you should sneak up behind one of the german shepherds in the game you just bat him over just the head and then he gets kind of knocked out. Tell me, yeah. tell me about that decision that the dogs can only be knocked out. Uh, oh, no, it's it's both both Jamie and I have dogs and we both really like our dogs a lot. And we're like, <laughs> fuck human beings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, society. Hey, hypothetically, the humans were complicit in what they were doing. The dogs are just dogs, right? Well, they true. don't know. Yeah, right. um, they're just following yeah. orders. And the other thing is, is like, I remember, um, I mean, obviously, like, like Ninja Gaiden 3 came out, like, basically when we were done, but someone posted a bunch of videos of stuff from Ninja Gaiden 3 and there's one yeah. thing in there where you, you just like... post the video Scott reviewing Ninja Gaiden 3 because uh, uh, he nearly had an aneurysm. Yeah, I think I remembered yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yes, suffice to say. Yeah. Um, but there was one thing where it's like just just horribly murders this dog, and it's like 
oh, it's so distasteful. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. No, no. I, I felt I that way, though, when that. I'm playing the game. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sneak up behind this dog, and I'm going to see what happens here. Please don't let me eviscerate him. Yeah. But meanwhile, all these guards, like, I hope I chop your fucking head off. <laughs> I love hiding from these too, man. There's nothing oh, more I'm, satisfying. Well, they give you points for it. Yeah, so and you, you make it, it well, so easy as well. You know, like, it's always a total pain in the ass to, to hide, hide the bodies. bodies. It's as splitter it cell. Yeah, like, as it should be, Not right? that I've ever dragged a dead body in my life. But sure. <laughs> Not that I'm going to admit to in the basement. Yeah, you can admit it in the basement. This right. is the place to do it. Yeah, yeah I think there's some dead bodies behind you right now. <laughs> no, the other, thing that's, the other thing that's, that's interesting <laughs> about the game is, uh, is uh, the other thing that's interesting about the game is that you guys actually have uh, haikus in there. Yes, and, yeah. uh, a lot of them. In yeah, fact, very. Uh, this is the most haikus per minute of any game I've ever played. <laughs> That's actually in my probably life. true. <laughs> and uh, congratulations on winning that award for the year, most haikus. Yes. Uh, but uh, I have a little haiku I'd like to share with everyone. Oh, go, sweet! Go. Uh, Mark of the Ninja is awesome. Rain petals on doorstep. Silent laughs. I think he threw more syllables on that last syllables. one. Dead German Shepherd. That's uh, four. <laughs> I don't. Uh, silent laughs. <laughs> but don't. But don't fart. But don't sure. Fart. There you go. There's yeah. three syllables. Silent laughs. But don't fart. <laughs> silent laughs. By the way, was the title of my first autobiography. It's coming out in several volumes. So. Well, congratulations on all the haiku. Who wrote all the haikus? Uh, Chris, guys... Chris Dolan did actually. Oh, um, I know Chris Dolan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, Chris, an old, he's a game journalist guy from way back. For right years on. and years, he's done a ton of stuff. Um, he actually uh, co-founded. Is he out of Vancouver too? Or no, no, he's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. He's in New Hampshire. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. East Coast guy. Yeah, but he he co-founded. Kill Screen Magazine along right. with uh, Jamin um, but he kind of wanted to jump the fence mm-hmm. and then we just ended up at, 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 at a, a dinner right before GDC last year um, I told him I was starting to do up this thing he's like well if you ever want to ever want a writing thing just just let me know and I was like okay I'll do that and then yeah and then he, he, he killed it right like it was so cool like uh, we'd be emailing back and forth like he's like yeah I'm gonna go take a walk in the woods and then work on the uh, haikus for world two and I'm like oh that's very that's very Emerson of you Chris <laughs> <laughs> Did he create the whole story for the game? Um, or was that the, something that you guys pitched the, to him? Yeah, the, the broad strokes of the story were pretty much there um, when we brought Chris on. We, we definitely did make a point to cr- bring Chris on like very, very early though. Yeah. Like that whole 11th hour, oh, we got a game, need a story thing, does, ugh, does not work. Yeah, there's a literate feel about this. There's a maturity to the storytelling mm. in this game as well. I think that people are really connecting with. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Chris did a good job. You know, I was aware that Chris had, uh, had, had written the story and uh, and I was I was very aware of the writing and I think the dialogue's great. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't think he's written any other games before, but I, I thought did he did a great a job. Did notice a few Canadian accents in some of the voice <laughs> That's over. what people... Yeah. Keep saying. Yes. <laughs> really? Do a little, do one of the Canadian accent lines. What are they saying? That look great. out! Look out, everyone! <laughs> look out! Uh, yeah, everyone in the boat. That sounds, that sounds British. <laughs> well, there's a, a, the out and, yes. and time to go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Let's get out of here and that's, go to the bar. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, so our our our, uh, our sound designer Matt Matt Martinson he did um, half the barks for the guards okay. and like I don't notice at all at no. all. I mean, maybe it's just because my brain processes like, oh, that's just Matt. Not well, I, I'm a proud Canadian. That's right. You know, I've been you know on television in the states, and I've had American broadcasters yeah. say you've got to tone some of the, uh, the, uh, the Canadian accent bah, down a little bit. Just bah, I don't hear it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it sort of it filters out as you, as uh, you keep doing this. You know, I yeah. think voice actors, yeah. you know, in town generally sort of tend to sort of. Right. Make it less geogra- geographical, yeah. placeable. You know, yeah. 
So let's talk about the reviews uh, really quickly. You know, obviously, the majority of the reviews have been off the charts. Have yeah. any reviews pissed you off so far? Um, have you been like, this guy just didn't get it? Actually, no. Zero. Yeah. There, there was there was there was one piece hovering at nine at it. Or a 90%. Yeah, it's a 90 There's always so one it's, asshole, though. Yeah. Usually it's no, me. No, like, yeah. even, like, like there's a couple <laughs> review sites that are always, like, you look at their Metacritic, and it's, like, you know, 80% lower than the average rating. But, like, even those ones we kind of skated by, and I was like, Whew. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was the only thing was one was, like, this big list of pros, right? And the con was, like, oh, this one ability kind of messes with the pace of play, 8.5. And I'm like... Well, that's fine. I mean, whatever. It's just a number. You're welcome to your opinion, but it's like if that one ability, which yeah. is really contextual, was the only thing that bothered you. Yeah. People, but whatever. It, it's find I the think, nitpick. Well, we feel we yeah. feel scores like something yeah, yeah, feels yeah, like I'm an sure. eight point five, but we don't We're, always articulate. We are different than other reviewers out there, though. I mean, that the, I think the thing that separates the way that we review games because it's us, it's our personality. Right. We have that organic feel around scores, and I think our viewers kind of get that a little bit. Yeah. I think a lot no, of I think publications that's really good too. write for their publication, or mm-hmm. they write for an audience, and I don't think that there's enough reviewers out there just thinking about their own biases and their, and just being honest with how they feel about that stuff out there. Yeah. It's very complicated out, you know, yeah, in, no, in, it's in the, terms of editorial out there. Yeah. It's something I'm very glad I don't I can, yeah. I can just be on this side of. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have any uh, ninja training while making the game? Did you guys <laughs> wear, like, the pajamas and come in and try to hide on each other? I can't tell you that. Pajamas, no, I you think. can't tell me that. <laughs> Is there a ninja nearby Yeah, right I now? think if you call them pajamas, you're marked for What death. do you call them? <laughs> yeah. What are they called then? Uh, they're not pajamas. <laughs> What are they called? I don't remember. See, it's, 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 see, it's, the designer it's, it's an, is stumped. It's Ninja. an S word. I don't remember what it is. Ninja pajamas. Suit. What I'm calling Ninja them. suit. Yeah, sure. Ninja suit. No, yeah. no, no. There's actually ah, it's like Jesus. Ah, crap. I don't remember. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Did you just flunk something? Terribly. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get You're darted. You're getting marked for death. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting poisoned all the way. Out. Get marked for death too. It's so funny because Mark of the Ninja, like it's it's so it's dismissible. It's like Space Marine. It's like it seems like a joke of a video game title. Right. And then it turns into this incredible. Like rich experience. We, we had so much difficulty coming up yeah, with the title because sure. we just wanted the simplicity of just ninja, right? Yeah. But of course, that's like it's untrademarkable, and you're never ever going to Google that. Never. Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of like okay, well, we can't do that. Yeah. So we came. We, we talked about it for like hours and hours, like multiple multiple meetings. Like the closest runner up, I think, was something Chris proposed, which was Crimson Haiku, mm. which is also I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. But we just wanted the simplicity of it, I guess. Sounds but like it, a poetry. It, game, yeah, I don't know. Though. If I want to yeah. play a game. Yeah, it sounds like something exactly right. So it's like, what the hell else do we call it? Well, Mark of the Ninja works. Yeah, yeah. Was it a tip of the hat to Mark of Cree? Um, not intentionally, but maybe subconsciously. Like, yeah. obviously, that game has the the like really stylized animation, but it's also right. like super brutal and insane. That was a classic game. Yeah, yeah awesome. Super. What good. are some of your favorite games? What do you love? Um, well, so uh, speaking of stealth games, uh, yeah. Thief was what was like one of the games that influenced me most as a designer. Like, completely, both in terms of like make just making this particular stealth game, mm-hmm. but broadly in terms of games that I like and love and think are really interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's lots of Thief in in Ninja. Um, and Fallout, or maybe Fallout 3, like I go back and forth about which one I love the mm-hmm. most. Um, Planescape Torment is one of my favorite games awesome. ever. Um, when you look at some of these bigger 3D experiences like Fallout 3 mm-hmm. or Skyrim or whatever, and you look at... <laughs> bigger so, as in biggest? Yeah, biggest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Thief or, what, you know, or, yeah, sure. or Deus Ex or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you, you've been in the indie scene for a while now. Did you work at EA or did you work at a bigger studio mm-hmm. working on 3 3D titles ever, nope. you know, I've bigger the, budget No, games. the only stuff I've ever made was with Hothead or uh, Clay. Awesome. Yeah. When you look at some of these big titles, can you see a way in 
to make them, you know, downloadable indie-esque, maybe 2D interpretations. I mean, hmm. I, this sounds a little bit like an interpretation of Thief yeah. in 2D. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's more like looking at like what is what 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 are the core experiences that those types of games really provide, right? Yeah. Well, something where Thief, like I was saying earlier, it's about that, you know, like player-centric systems and really intentional design. It's like, oh yeah, well, you can totally translate that down, right. down into 2D. Well, not totally. <laughs> it's not like it was easy. Yeah. Uh, but you can, obviously, yeah. uh, translate down to 2D. Now, whether or not you could cuz like the part of the core appeal of Skyrim is just like, oh god, it's so big and there's so much. Yeah. Um, how you do that in me, 2D? Though. It surprises me though that more studios, you know, after they see the success of studios like yours, mm -hmm. and they own these vast IP that take years and years and yeah. hundreds of people to build, don't work with smaller companies and smaller teams and and bring out mm. you know 2D huh. sort of bridge titles that sort of carry on some of that content you know yeah, yeah. i would love to play a 2D 3 uh, thief game or a right. 2D Deus Ex game yeah, yeah. or a huh. 2D uh, metal gear game you know yeah, that could no. be amazing. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that is, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that doesn't happen much. Because I guess. we all love these types of games yeah, yeah. that your studio and other studio. Do you have other indie studios that you're a big fan of out there that are? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like the guys at Supergiant that did Bastion are yeah. ugh, some the like. Not only are they incredible people, but their stuff is is so 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 good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Fez earlier this year was was awesome. That and, was a totally yeah. You know, awesome Braid show. and Limbo and all the all those big ones and, and Joe Danger 2 comes out in five days yeah. from Hello right oh really yeah. Yeah. And what do you guys think I haven't started yeah. yet you, okay. yeah. you started I was a huge fan awesome. of the yeah. first yeah. one I love, I love Sean I love Hello Games yep. those guys are fantastic yeah that's uh, sweet are you friends with Brian uh, Provinciano? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Iron Brian. <laughs> yes. Doing it all by himself. Oh, my God. we got to have him in the basement once he... You totally should. Yeah. 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 What mo I, think, I think he holds a record for most SKUs a single developer has ever shipped, ever. <laughs> That's incredible. It's, it's 11. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. So I feel like this is the kind of game that elevates Clay to the next level. Yes. And, and, I guess. And I do. <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a big step forward. Because Shank was great, and I great. think they were some great success with but Eats did, as well. Well, but this is dismiss. Well, it, it this was you can't dismiss. Yeah, because it's like it's proving out, you know, because there was a sequel to Shank, which is also good as well. And it's it's like, well, this is the other card that we have up our sleeve, and this exactly. is a brand new IP. Look what we can do. We're yeah. a Swiss yeah. Army knife. And baby. it melds all of these <laughs> classic things that we love about video games into a very digestible and original kind of vibe. And we're talking about this, and yeah. you know, I this is the this is the experience. Yeah. I want to fucking play this Me thing. Too. I want to go home. <laughs> I want that experience at the end of the level when you just see all the people with X's through them. That is the kill. mark of a great game. That is the mark. Oh, the ninja. I see what you did yes. there. Yes. He's clever. Yes. Oh. TV people. Yes. That's how they are. Nels, we got to thank you for visiting awesome. us, man. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. It's really cool. You're always welcome down here in the basement. I know not everyone wants to come down. Not a lot of sunlight down here. Yeah. Well, I'm used to yeah, it. Yeah, you stumbled around in the dark for a bit, but you did find a chair, and yeah. it's yep. been awesome to come have you here. Come back again and see yeah. us. Please go give all your uh, your friends and compatriots at Clay a big bear hug. Fuck, we should send <laughs> them course. some champagne. Yeah, some champagne. We should stop over. Yes. We'll drop off a wheel of cheese. And everybody needs to... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say no to that. Everybody needs to download Mark of the Ninja. Fucking do it right now. And make these guys very, very rich so they can, can keep making awesome games for us. That would be sweet. How does that sound? Awesome. Right off. The best. All right. If you want more of The Basement, you go to VixBasement.com. Mm -hmm. You can always find us. Uh, we're there 24 hours a day, practically. Hanging out in the basement. Yeah. All right. We're on iTunes. You can rate us there. You can subscribe on uh, a whole bunch of things out there. We're on the internet. I got to move my car. Your mom is <laughs> like, she's she, she needs to get to the store. She does need to get to the store. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.